Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. Yes, indeed. It's One Man Brand Radio. We're back. Saturday morning, bright and early here on News Radio KLBJ. One Man Brand Radio, the voice of the entrepreneur, shining the spotlight on all the great entrepreneurship going on in Austin, Texas. Glad to be here with you. I'm Ray Segern. If you want to check out our website, it's onemanbrandradio.com. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all, all the usual places at One Man Brand Radio. Super excited for our guest this week. It's Hoover Alexander. Well, Hoover, welcome to One Man Brand Radio. Let's just get that out there. Ray, thank you, and you are the voice, and I'm so honored and, and privileged to be here to visit with you this morning. Well, I'll tell you, it's a mutual admiration society, and I'll tell you what, I feel honored to have you on the show for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, the thing that you've done building your One Man Brand, we, we could spend a whole hour talking about that, but I want to start by saying thank you because... I have contributed to huge radio successes through the years, and I've also contributed to some of those rockets that never quite got into orbit. And the thing in the beginning is you never know which one's going to – you never know where you're headed, right? You got it. <laughs> With you a new it. entrepreneurial endeavor. Absolutely. And that, and that is how I treat this radio show. But you were one of the first guys who – you and I were not buddies before I, I launched the show. First guy to reach out on social networks and really – say, and I'm not talking about recognized business leaders, but just anybody, the first person, maybe might have been the second or third week, to go on Facebook and say, this is a great show, this is my new favorite radio show. And it was one of those things where 800 things were going on when I saw it, and I was like, man, this makes me feel really good. Thank you, random stranger, for the kind words. And then somebody chimes in, dude, that's not random stranger, That that's Hoover of Hoover's cooking. I'm like, oh, right. Well, right now that I'm still a working stiff, still a, you know, a, prog- a project in motion. So uh, it was very, very sincere. You, you know, you're part of my early Saturday morning, you know, getting ready to go to work. And you really resonated when you, you know, you represent the voice of entrepreneurship. It really resonated to me. You're being too kind. You're being too kind. And in the interest of full disclosure, for every one comment I get like that. I got three that where's Wall Street Journal week? I know, I know. <laughs> the thing that used to be on uh, yeah, 6 a.m. Yeah. But appreciate it definitely. It's funny. I come back to this thing over and over again. It's like, who's on the Mount Rushmore of Austin entrepreneurs? You've heard me talk about it. We have, have some fun. We joke around about it. Yeah. And the ones that, in the the first time I did the bit, right? It, it was Amy's Ice Cream. Yep. It was uh, Franklin. Yep. It was Waterloo Records. And, yeah. and Alamo Draft House, right? That's it. But the truth is, if you want to get right like to the Mount Rushmore, I mean, it's probably Michael Dell, Lance Armstrong, South by South, whatever, right? But if we were doing a bracket, 64, counting them down, yeah. you're on the bracket for sure, man. And I'll tell you why I know why. Here's what I'm thinking. This is how we'll dive into the conversation today with Hoover Alexander, Hoover's Cooking, One Man Brand Radio. Here's why. If you think of good old-fashioned down-home comfort cooking in Austin, okay, What's the short list? And you're absolutely one of the first two or three that's going to pop into somebody's head. Thread Gills is certainly in the conversation, Absolutely. Right? He's the godfather. You got, yeah. I mean, much respect there. Much respect. But, and then the other thing, if you flip it around, you know, I say Hoover's, you think 
you, you might there's a business thing and it, there's a vacuum brand, but if you're right. talking about an Austin brand, it's it's it, if I say Hoover's, people know what it is. I see you wearing the shirt with the Hoover's cooking logo on it. You're a Hoover consummate one man brand, uh, and we'll get into the backstory in a bit. But talk to me a bit, Hoover, just about how you've turned your passion for cooking into a real business and and this multi-headed hydra of a business? Well, you know, I, I really consider myself uh, more of a caretaker than an owner, and I'm really just carrying that mantle, that torch for things that influenced me uh, growing up. I'm a fifth-generation Texan, had not planned on making this whole culinary restaurant thing a career. I had started out very humbly, uh, wanted to make a little extra money for, buy a car, a little spending money. I was in college and I had the, <laughs> the right. you know, I had the scholarship money for the books and tuition and all that. But so I thought, you know, wash the dishes, bus tables, and you know, and then can't wait to get out of here. Over the years, I look back at at those years, and Nighthawk, the, the venerable Nighthawk restaurant, is my parallel training ground. I literally learned the whole business, you know, top to bottom, front to back. So that was like an early uh, institutional, if you will, influence. My first influence was my mother. She was, by, by all acclaim, the best cook of six siblings. And in later years, after the restaurant was open and she's been interviewed and she'll tell people, I didn't know the boy was paying attention. <laughs> and when I, you know, literally was, you know, right. at her, you know, just knee high and watching her do her thing. And when I look back on who I am and, and kind of maybe this destiny, this, you know, that I call divine stirring of the pudding, how things come together unexpectedly. But uh, in later years, I found out that her father was the best cook of his siblings. And I'm the first generation born in the city, but I'm bringing that towards from rural central Texas and all the influences of the different food influences of Texas that I grew up eating and loving. Hoover Alexander's on One Man Brand Radio. He's the Hoover in Hoover's Cooking. We got him here for the whole show this morning. For our listeners out there who don't know the history, walk us through your history at the Nighthawk and why that's important to the Hoover story. Nighthawk restaurants, very important on so many levels. One, they were, uh, by reputation, they were the first to integrate the dining scene in Austin. Not only the counter, but also uh, giving opportunities for minorities to work in front of the house. The other thing is the food that they're noted for and we do at Hoover's Cooking. I call it a straightforward cooking. And when people ask me, what do we do and what is Hoover's about? I call it simply, you know, straightforward Texas home cooking. And that's an umbrella that captures a lot of other things that people can use other adjectives. And I'm like, call me what you want. Just call me, right? So some folk call us, consider us a soul food restaurant. Others home cooking. Others southern. But I think Texas home cooking captures all of what I intend to do. And that resonates to me as a brand of Hoover's Cooking. So you started working at Nighthawk when you were, were studying at University of Texas. And let me just interject here. So as a graduate of Gallette Elementary. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I love so, it. So Gallette I love Elementary. It. and that, I would have love graduated it, Gallette it. in 78, 77, it. whatever it was. Love it. All right. So you know, you know, I mean, that's not even a mile as the crow flies from Gallette to there. And no kidding. So some of my earliest memories of eating out with my parents I mean, even before that, living off of Anderson Lane, you know, and then back in the neighborhood by Shoal Creek, which wasn't nothing special back then. It's I a big deal. You know, I it's remember. A, it's a big deal now, but yeah. it was just, you know, working class, you yeah. know, middle, yep. middle class neighborhood. I mean, yep. all of those central Austin neighborhoods are, are you know, 
with the growth it have have kind of morphed into these bigger houses and that but but back then it was just it was a simple neighborhood i'm going to galette elementary and some of my earliest memories now you got to remember i'm the champion of the local mom and pop company but we were eating to me there was no difference really yeah. at fourth third fourth and fifth grade there was no difference between first cafeteria and right. cross mall right. and nighthawk it was just where my parents yep. ate right yep. but still uh, a lot of good memories of that food you know a lot of good memories Absolutely. of that of, of we'd all get to get pie after dinner yeah. and something simple like that and i yeah. just kind of shifting gears on you a little bit i wonder why do people have such strong emotional connections to food that's one of the joys of being in this business. People do connect emotionally and brings back a lot of, you know, childhood memories that you spoke to. And even now I'll think about and I'll talk about something and, 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 and conjure up the smells of what I had, the taste of what I had as a kid. And something familiar, there's incredible restaurants in town, and the, the whole landscape of the restaurant business has changed. But sometimes you just want to go back to something familiar, something that rings a bell from childhood days. So that's kind of the niche that I want to you know, maintain and perpetuate. Familiar things, comfort, and, and uh, real proud of uh, you know, uh, carrying that banner around. And so many people have spoken about you know, us bringing them comfort over the years. I remember particularly after 9-11, and there was an article in The Statesman, and it spoke about, you know, comfort food and a time needing comfort. So many people, uh, and it gave me such, you know, just swelled with pride, like, man, I, you know, I do have a purpose more than, it's more than that actual plate of meatloaf or that chicken fried steak or that catfish. It really provides an experience to folk and connects them, you know, to their history, to their culture, to childhood memories, real important place of honor that I'm proud to be in right now. All right, we're off to a great start here, but man, you, you know we're off to a good start because the time's flying. So we're gonna I take love a quick, it. we're gonna take a quick little break, and and we're gonna when we come back, Hoover Alexander, my guest for the whole show this morning on Little Man Brand Radio. When we pick it up, I want to talk about that idea of comfort. I want to pick great. it up with your emotional connections to to your childhood and when you started cooking. Great. I want to talk about the scene. Is it competitive? Is it cooperative? Is it a little both? And of course, certainly, I I, I want to talk about the pudding. We got to get to the put back to the pudding. <laughs> All that and more with Hoover. Alexander. Alexander this morning on One Man Brand Radio. We'll continue next here on News Radio KLBJ. to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. And we're back. Voice of the Entrepreneur is One Man Brand Radio. I'm Ray Sagern. Thanks for being here this morning. Our guest is Hoover Alexander, a consummate one man brand here in our Austin culinary scene. And a lot of that's changed recently. I mean, Hoover through the years 
first it was the advent, I think, of of cable uh, cooking networks right. and, and right. home and garden vibing yeah. sort of yeah. stuff. And, and then, of course, the internet takes it to a whole different level. You've been blessed to be featured on some of those shows and got a lot of run on the internet. Tell me uh, about some of that. Uh, and in particular, what was the one that aired? It was just a couple of weeks ago. And it was a travel show, actually, if memory serves. I know a couple have been in rerun. One was uh, Cooking with uh, G. Garvin. I'm not sure if that was it. And there was a couple of others on the food show. Uh, I'll think of it for a minute. Actually, two that have been running alternately on the on the Travel Channel. So it's one of those on the Travel Channel. Yeah. So just let's go, let's go big picture. Obviously, you've done done a handful of you know, you know we've several done a, of them. We've done a couple. Okay. Yeah. So what's that like when the camera crew comes to town and, and they want to capture what you're all about? I'm always blown away by that because I'm, I'm just getting really honored and humbled just to you know be a part of the landscape as you describe. And so actually last year when we got a call, it was, when it rains it pours, right? And it's like, can you do this? And it was coming into a busy season for us leading into Thanksgiving, our busiest time of year. But again, when it rains it pours and I'll never say no because you never know when it's that last opportunity. As it turned out, we had three tapings all with in about five weeks, two travel channel shows and a cool food show. I assume it's cool. I've never seen it because it, it's uh, broadcast from down under in Australia. Oh, how about and that? That was really cool. Uh-huh. And, and we really bonded. So he was doing a tour and, and uh-huh. the theme was, you know, about Austin, particularly Austin, as you know, has become a brand unto its own besides oh, sure. the Texas brand, right? So we did these things and, and we're in a, you know, tight space, tight kitchen space and, you know, juggling all the things you do normally just to, you know, produce the food. But mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun and did a lot of bonding with the crew. They're always incredibly willing and, and, you know, bend over backwards to work around what you need to do. That's great. So it's great to represent, you know, the the state of Texas with chicken fried steak and the other home cooking things that have been featured on on these shows. Let's talk about Austin as a brand. You brought it up. Austin's definitely a brand. Absolutely. It owes to Austin City Limits. It owes to South by Southwest. Yeah. It owes to the Cosmic Cowboy Heritage. There's a lot about Austin that's the blue dot in the sea of red. There's a lot going on. University of Texas. Big time. All of those things. Willie Nelson, Lance Armstrong, all contributes. And and especially, I think, in the last 10 years, again, I think it coordinates with really the critical mass of the internet and in the splintering of cable TV so that you've got these whole networks filled with so many different right. programs where, you know, Guy Fieri's dropping in and Rachel Ray's dropping in and everybody's dropping in. Everybody They're needing loves, content. Everybody's <laughs> loving Austin. you got to fill with content, right? Yeah. So so Austin as a brand, talk to me about the scene. I've, you know as a listener of the show, you know that I've had other culinary entrepreneurs on. Jay Kim comes to mind. Sharon Mays comes to mind. You know that we've featured people who are in the scene. Would you describe the scene overall as more cooperative or more competitive, or is it a little bit of both? Well, let me say Jay and uh, Jay Kim and Sheridan Mays both are two people I really admire and look up to. You know, I've been around. Every time I say this, I've been open 18 years now. I, I say it in disbelief. Time has assumed by. The landscape has changed tremendously. But I get so much inspiration from some of the new kids on the block, as it were, really bringing their A game and really elevating the the Austin brand, not only locally, but nationally and internationally in so many cases, right? And so to still be a part of the landscape, to still, you know, play a role really gives me incredible joy. So much of what, you know, the, the this latest 
latest wave of, of chefs and, and operators are bringing are really things that are coming back full circle, farm to table. I've mentioned and often mentioned about my grandparents and my mother came from rural central Texas. I'm a first generation Texan, but I'm the first generation born in the city. And so now that we're coming back to questioning and asking, where does our food come from? And can we get it locally as much as possible? And we're coming back to that, to that lifestyle that my forebearers, they lived it without a label saying, you know, locally sourced a farm at table. They did their harvesting of the animals as we politely call it now. They raise their own veggies. And so seeing these new, you know, these new restaurants pop up has really elevated everyone's game and, and keep our literal and metaphorical knives sharpened, as it were. It's One Man Brand Radio. I'm Ray Seiger and Hoover Alexander, my guest this morning. Hoover, we're talking about your history, breaking into the business, learning the chops uh, at Nighthawk, and that gave me the opportunity to share what, as a graduate of Galette Elementary, some of my early, earliest restaurant memories, which are tethered to good times with my family, uh, eating out, celebrating. Uh, a lot of that was at the Nighthawk, right? Yeah. What about you? Because you were just talking about uh, your forebears. You were talking about the pipeline, the moving parts of bringing the food from farm to table. But what about your emotional attachments to your childhood? Give me some of those memories for you, because clearly, as you've already stated very, very explicitly, this is more than just about preparing, you know, sustenance, right? It really is. It really is. So growing up, I tell people my second food group is Tex-Mex. I was uh, born and raised in East Austin, but I went to Catholic school eight years. And uh, my first year uh, in public school was Martin Junior High. And then the old Austin High, that's now the ACC on Rio Grande. So uh, the early memories as a kid, uh, or go the going to the country for one, going back to the family farm, and I still have those wonderful memories of mother, you know, picking peas and, you know, melons and fresh greens and black eyed peas and bringing them back to Shell. And she'd bring back some fresh churned butter from some old lady in the country and making these wonderful desserts. And so even as I speak to you, I'm smelling that bread, right? You know, I'm smelling those black eyed sure. peas and greens cooking. And there was always, every house I went to, there was that can of bacon drippings, you know, coffee can in back. And so the things that, you know, that I, I reached back to, to in, in creating Hoover's Cooking were all those things, the, the Texas influences, the Tex-Mex, the Southern, the soul, the comfort food, the veggies, you know, incorporating that can of grease into our cream gravy that we put over our chicken fried steak. Mm -hmm. And even that, you know, that universal thing of that, you know, that, 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 that cast iron skillet, you know, and, you know, pan, you know, uh, pan frying whatever protein was available, be it pork or chicken or beef mm -hmm. or whatever's available, taking those drippings and making a gravy. And so those are the kind of things that I think about, you know, and, and then smoke culture, right? We're in Texas. So all the little barbecue joints, I could walk to three of them off of 12th Street, you know, growing up as a kid. So smoke has always been a part of, you know, how I've identified myself. Uh, and I tell people, you know, I, I have arguments with culinary groups like Southern Foodways Alliance. We talk about what's the definition of barbecue. Mm -hmm. And oh, if it's not pork, it's not barbecue. I tell them, hey, I'm from Texas. If it fits in a pit, we try to smoke it. <laughs> I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, uh, I spent uh, several years on dangerous foreign soil. By that I mean Oklahoma. <laughs> Bravo! I love it. I Head love up it. to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you talk. And you go to some barbecue restaurants around there. The bologna is a whole different thing up there that I right. never seen. You know, I spent yeah. some time in Taylor. Louis Miller folks yeah. are our family. Yeah. You know, and 
boy, ending up in Oklahoma, you ain't kidding. It's uh, it, you, you can have some very strong arguments with folks. I mean, heck, just in Central Texas. Oh you, yeah. You want to talk about you know Lou Ling Lockhart versus Taylor or you wherever? Bet. Just you, you know, so prone to to personal preference, and then you want to also roll in now. Uh, here to Memphis, to St. Louis, and there you go. all that. I mean, everybody kind of likes what they like, and and it's interesting. What's popping into my head is my old uh, uh, something very wise and sage, like I learned from my business partner Roy H. Williams, which is in all brand building, it all starts with the emotion, right? Yeah, it all starts. It's you. not so much that we think what we think and then decide how to feel about it. It's what we feel, what we feel deep inside and then look for ways to justify intellectually what we already feel and man when it comes to those powerful associations of childhood nowhere is it stronger with those emotional attachments that there's no way you can say they're wrong right i think passion is really the root of entrepreneurship you know i mean you could make money and i could make more money uh doing other things but doing what i love and connecting to the passion and being able to transfer that passion into a living into a business Yeah, you're right on the money on that. I really agree with you. Time's flying. We're having fun. It's Hoover Alexander here with me, Ray Sagram, One Man Brand Radio for this morning. We're going to take a quick break and let the newsman do his job. We'll come back. Half an hour left with Hoover Alexander of Hoover's Cooking. We'll pick it up next here on One Man Brand Radio from News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back. One Man Brand Radio with me, Ray Sagern. Glad to be here with you this morning. Appreciate you spending part of your Shovel Saturday with us here on the radio. My idea for Shovel Saturday popped up many years ago. I would get up very early on a Saturday morning and work on my business. After working in my business for the whole week, uh, Saturday morning was the time when I would get up and I'll return emails and do my accounting, uh, allegedly, and things like that. <laughs> and uh, so that's why when I got this idea for One Man Brand Radio many, many moons ago, the idea was, man, if we could just find one radio station that would give us this off-prime hour Saturday morning, hopefully uh, we'll be able to do something really, really good with it. And and I feel like hopefully we're on our way to doing that. We keep getting all these great guests on. It's The rest of it takes care of itself. Here again, it happened. Just again, I'm talking about Hoover Alexander, our guest this morning here on One Man Brand Radio. So far, so good? So far, so good. Hey, man, so I travel a lot for my business, and uh, so I, in the last year, I can't remember exactly when it was, uh, but I, I saw that Hoover's uh, pop up at the, uh, hang on, let me, get my, let me get my terminology right here. Uh, you've, you've got a, a freestanding restaurant inside of the airport, and you your picture's right there on the sign, they're serving <laughs> your food. Tell yeah. me what that's about in terms of how does that change from maybe having a food truck to then having a restaurant, and now, boom, you're at the airport. That was a very uh, incredible deal. And, you know, again, I'll call that divine stirring of the pudding uh, where things come together unexpectedly and just open up my arms in gratitude. A company that operates about 80% of the local business entities there, you know, a lot of the familiar names, do a really good job, not only in Austin, but several cities around the country. And uh, they approached me about doing a chicken, fried chicken concept. So we worked together several months. streamlining the menu, the recipes, and they have created an incredible billboard for us as visitors come in and, you know, connect with Austin. They see the Hoover's brand out there. So it's been a a tremendous opportunity for us to 
put our name in the hat as folk are coming in among, you know, in this like sea of options of restaurant options. Well, and I tell you, as a guy who's in the airport as much as me, and sometimes a flight will get delayed or whatever, it really is comforting. There's that word comfort again. It is comforting to know that there's something more than like, I don't know, you, you know, like stadium food, yeah. you know, and even frankly, stadiums are getting better of having local Absolutely local right. uh, uh, presence as well. But uh, it, it's good where I can, you know, if I want to have some Hoovers or if I want to have some Maudie's or if I want to have some Manja pizza or if I yeah. want to have a Thundercloud sub, those are, again, are some of some of those local foods that I have strong attachment to through the years. And and I just like the way it tastes. It's better than, you know, yeah. eating a national chain. Like, no, no disrespect to the. Uh, you know, to the pretzel guys that are kind of down there, true neck of the thing, you know. Right. Uh, but I'm more likely to eat a pretzel dog in another airport. Right. Exactly. But if I'm in Austin and I and my flight's delayed an hour and I'm going to eat a meal I didn't anticipate, you know, it's it's nice to have those local options. Kind of goes back to that. But enough about the airport. Let's get back to the to the really important stuff. Let's talk about the divine stirring of the pudding. Hoover, what's the origin of that? Metaphor? Well, you know, I I, uh, I could explain my madness. Uh, Two particular things. So, uh, grew up in Baptist church, right? So the Baptist preachers that preach, you know, in, in the metaphors and all that. Also, at the same time, with the Catholic school, you know, for eight years. So I've got like this mix of ideologies and mm-hmm. how I view the worlds, and you know, and affects you know how I connect our earthly world with our spiritual world. So when I can't explain things, I think and, and visualize this divine hand, and again, a food metaphor, right? Sure. This, this, this dropping down from, from the sky and stirring this big old wooden spoon and mixing people and ideas and opportunities together unexpectedly when it's not in my control and I realize, wow, it's something greater than me, unexplainable. I just visualize that divine stirring of the pudding. And a friend of mine that, that does a really cool thing piece through pies she drew up this illustration that basically took that divine stirring of the pudding and created this milky way image Mm -hmm. and and just see like kind of stirring around to the center so kind of taking that spoon metaphor dropping into the middle of the universe and stirring things around and i just it, it really just helps me keep rooted and centered and grateful for opportunities that you know just unexpectedly come my way by timing be at the airport um and so many other things in my life. I'm 100% about all that. Hoover Alexander, our guest this morning on One Man Brand Radio. I know for me, uh, being in my 40s now, having you know been running radio stations on and off, on the mic, behind the mic, selling, marketing, all that for 30 years, and then running my own shop the last 12 years, it was in these last 12 years where I came to the point where I, I realized it was bigger than me. Yeah. And, and me running the show and grinding the control freaky angle only get me so far. So I love the connection to the divine stirring of the pudding being your metaphor. I got my own metaphors too, but this show's about you, man. Right Uh, on. But let's talk about it in the tangible. Let's talk about it in the specific, which is, uh, man, it is hard to build something that's bigger than your own shadow. There's a good metaphor for you, right? There you go. And I know a couple of things. uh, Sort of in the abstract, I I know I haven't done this long enough rarely is the artist you and the face of the company you also the guy who's really good at all the other stuff behind the scenes right and so that also brings into question or tackles an interesting subject this idea of delegation this idea of collaboration this idea of team building how have you made it work for you 
entrepreneurs have to wear many hats, as you're alluding to. So I not just have to create, you know, recipes and menus and train people to execute them daily, but I've got to, you know, deal with, you know, CPAs, accountants, uh, government agencies and entities, insurance, so many folk. And probably one of the toughest things for me, and it is, you know, growing up with uh, an attitude from my, my parents, it's like, you can do this, be independent, stand on your own. And I'm so guilty of not networking as much. And when I compare my journey to some of the other new wave of restaurateurs, I realize their ability to understand quicker than I did to network with other folk and reach out outside of your cave, your work cave, mm-hmm. you know, how beneficial uh, it can be. And, and how it can you know move you forward quicker than trying to do more on your own. So I'm really guilty of that uh, over the years as I look back. Hoover Alexander is our guest this morning here on One Man Brand Radio. This is obviously a passion for you. It Creating is. food is art, but it's also business. How do you balance those two? How do you remain relevant and remain profitable? Because that's what keeps the lights on. That's what allows you to keep being a visionary, to keep creating. And it's also what allows you to take care of the people who work for you. Because, it, again, it's not just bigger than you and what's in, in, in what's bigger than you in the universe. It's bigger than you in it. Now, anytime somebody attaches their dreams to your dreams, you You've got a little bit of a responsibility to them to keep the boat on course, right? You're absolutely right. I, uh, so I was asked the question just a few nights ago at another event, how do I define success? And it really is not monetary, but you know, it, it has to be more than a hobby, right, to, to sustain a business model, to keep people employed. So for me, success is I've had some folk that have been with me for 18 years and actually longer from a, another uh, restaurant entity I was involved with. And some of them have been with me like 20 plus years. I've seen their kids grow up. One of my kitchen manager now hired him as a dishwasher at another restaurant. His wife was pregnant with their child when we opened up the restaurant. Now she's in college. Wow. And when I look back and realize, you know, I've got, you know, 40 something employees. And it's not just about them. It's about families. Mm-hmm. It's about sustainability. It's about so much more beyond me. And then I've, you know, had up to like 100 plus employees, you know, years ago. And there's a lot of responsibility responsibility involved in keeping, you know, a sustainable business model alive well beyond my personal needs. One Man Brand Radio with Hoover Alexander talking about these snapshots in our lives, in in our careers, right? We've all got plenty of them who've been in business 18 years. I started my shop 12 years ago, right? When day after day becomes week after week, month after month, year after year, talking decades at some point, there's plenty of those snapshots, uh, mental postcards that we can all pop back to for this celebration, or or maybe maybe it's this failure that required us (laughs) to to break through to learn, because you're either succeeding or you're learning. If you're failing, it's only because you're not learning from from the skin knees, right, and the the bumps and bruises, right? But it all starts with that. Uh, that that entrepreneurial seizure is what Michael Gerber from the E-Myth called it. That moment where you're working for the next man or woman and, and decide, no, 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 I want to do this for myself. What was that for you? Yeah, you're right, because another metaphor I think about is as an entrepreneur, bungee jumping, right? And it's like, I don't know what my next step is. I think I know what my next step is. I'm jumping off this cliff, and I hope I get caught before I splat on the ground. <laughs> and so I've had a series of that, of those you know, episodes, and it's not 
mistakes if you get a lesson out of it. So for me, I look back on what embedded lesson do I need to get for the next move. Mm -hmm. The first time I decided to make it a career was a tough one. I was working two jobs. I was still at Nighthawk, mm -hmm. and I was uh, working at uh, Steak and Ale uh, as a waiter. And the one on Anderson and Burnett right the there? The one on Anderson right. and Burnett. Very close to where Freitag's Florist is now. That's it. Yeah. That's, it is, where it is Freitag's Florist now. Yeah. And a uh, good friend of mine still to this day, he's an idea man. I hooked him up, and he started dating uh, one of my coworkers at Nighthawk. They went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans, and he's an idea guy to this day, and he thought French Quarter, New Orleans, 6th Street. And so he put together a team, and we opened up in the early 80s a New Orleans-themed bar that he restaurant bar that ended up the bar taking you know becoming dominant with 6th Street and uh, he convinced me to fill the position as the chef kitchen manager and so I had the tough job of going to New Orleans multiple times <laughs> eating and drinking our way through the city yes and he wanted me to translate what we were eating now, Hoover, and tasting. Somebody's, somebody's got to do that I somebody mean, has to do it, it somebody has to do it you're he, the one who gets to he do twisted it. my arm long enough <laughs> so I remember one of the first well, a tough thing for me was to invite my mother and stepfather and brother to steak and ale to break it to them that I was going to go into a different direction and, and actually make the restaurant business take it seriously after all those years mm -hmm. and jump in with him with, with my sweat equity. And that was my turning point career-wise back then in the 80s. It's one-man brand radio, Hoover Alexander, our guest this week. So we, we the theme that's kind of been woven through this whole conversation we're having this morning is is memories going back. And, man, when you drop steak and ale in there, that's another <laughs> one of those. Because remember, there's for a while we lived off just behind it used to be the Edison's over there was the – just right up the street was the, the – uh, what do you call it? The the department store. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that is now L.A. Fitness right, right there on Anderson. Right, right. That's right. I lived in that little neighborhood back there for half second, lived over by Gillette Elementary off yeah. of uh, Treadwell, Argentia over there, uh, yeah. back off of Shoal Creek for a half second. Yeah. So I'm thinking of steak and ale and those old menus that were the little meat cleaver with the menu you on got them. I've got it. one good of those memory. somewhere good around memory, here. Good memory, yeah. Uh, my parents used to drag me into lock, stock, and barrel up the street there for a half second. There you go. Yeah, some of those good, good memories yeah. there. So I tell you what. Thank you for the little indulgence of memory lane. Uh, <laughs> I know we've got to run some commercials because it's commercial radio. Time's flying. We might have to have you back for an encore, Hoover, but we got one segment left. We'll pick it up next. One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. Hey, get right for soul food. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. One Man Brand Radio here. Hoover Alexander, my guest. This is the voice of the entrepreneur. Boy, it's been fun talking entrepreneurship, Likewise, talking food right. and old Austin memories yeah, this morning. Yes, yes. You know, we're, we're sneaking up on South by Southwest. It'll be here before you know. But March, yeah. as you were mentioning before we hopped on the air, March isn't just South by Southwest. It's also the rodeo. It's also spring break. March Madness. A lot of things going on. Yeah. Does that give a little spike to your business? When March is one of okay. our, our biggest months, uh, probably second to November with, with Thanksgiving and all that. It's a really great time, and you know, uh, visitors coming into the city. So even looting back to the airport and that billboard, you know, gives us a little extra juice because we're part of the local flavor. Because you can eat at 
chain restaurants in you know any city of America, right? But folk that want to come in here and say, you know, what what are they known for? You know, the barbecue, the Tex-Mex, the Texas flavor, and we're glad to be a part of that landscape still. You were mentioning earlier about the rear view mirror. What's ahead for Hoover's Cooking and for Hoover Alexander? You know, I tell people, and so often people get so stuck on, you know, what they've done before their accolades, you know, they get stuck in the rear view mirror. And I remind people, if you look in the rear view mirror too long, you're bound to have a wreck going forward. So for me, it's a balance of looking back and respecting everything I've been through, some of the lessons I've learned the hard way, those skin knees you talked about. Mm-hmm. Also appreciating my culture, my history that have brought me this far, but I always want to keep looking forward on what's next and make sure I'm going to make the right turns and I'm heading in the right direction. Part of that for me is, you know, the landscape of the restaurant business is incredibly diverse now. There's not just, you know, a handful of restaurants. There's a lot of new places and new places for folk to go to, local folk and out-of-towners. So to stay relevant, you know, we're losing a little bit of business inside of the four walls. So, you know, I'm redirecting more of our energy toward catering. And so, so it was really mind-blowing because all these venues that blow my mind, how many that are popped up outside of Austin, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of folks are combining great events like weddings, but doing something local and something a little more straightforward, less fancy. And so we're finding our niche there to do more and more catering outside. The University of Texas has been an incredible relationship we've had with them, particularly the athletic department. So we're able to uh, feed a lot of the athletes and teams and support staff there. And so part of the, the expanding brand, I'm thinking more catering. And I'm trying to figure out still as we speak retail trying to leverage that brand into things like now i grew up with the hot guts with elgin which i still love and that's my yardstick but we're having our own recipe done at a local east austin company texas sausage company and so i'm looking at things like marketing our sauces and sausages and and you know diversifying that brand exposure that way retail wise one Man Brand Radio with our guest Hoover Alexander. Hoover's cooking is not just a restaurant. It's a lot of things. Catering business is about to expand into all sorts of different things. Uh, we talked about your entrepreneurial seizure earlier. You're working at Nighthawk and a couple other jobs. You decide, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to put my name on the shirt and on the menu, and it's going to be your new creation, right? Somewhere in the ranks right now, if you're 40 employees, there, there's a person or five people that are starting to have the same thing. The early formation of their entrepreneurial seizures happening right now. Likewise, you've got, whether it's a Jay Kim or Sharon Mays, this new generation, uh, a Micklethwaites is popping into my head. Yeah, Love those guys, all right? Absolutely. So uh, uh, all across town, there's this younger generation of people in their 20s and 30s that are looking up to you as the sage-like veteran who could give them <laughs> advice. So what is your advice for entrepreneurs, whether it's in food service or not, what's your advice for entrepreneurs starting off in the game? And I'm proud to say several of my former employees now are restaurant owners and operators and doing other food businesses on their own. And I always would tell people, accept that no is part of the landscape and don't accept that it's the end result. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep that passion alive. Keep that vision alive. Talked about the rearview mirror and the, and the path. Keep your eye going forward. Think forward. Keep your eye on the vision, what you want to accomplish. Don't let no's get in your way. you got to be stubborn, maybe part stupid, part deaf, but just keep that vision, keep that passion alive. Amen. <laughs> and push through it, work through it, swim upstream, and do what it takes. My life you is are 
you're metaphor. You really are metaphor, man. <laughs> my, my life is a testimony that life is not, you know, linear, right? Mm-hmm. It's zigs and zags, it's bumps, you know. But the bottom line is the end result and the journey to get to where you want to go. We're all here for a limited time. We, yeah. we come, we make Absolutely. our mark, and we leave. What do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy, and I tell people, honestly, my definition of success is a blueprint of what's possible. There's a lot of hopelessness in the community that I came out of. I want people to know and to see and to witness that if you're willing to put in the hard work to execute your dream, you can do it. One of my favorite headings on an article from The Statesman, I think, captured it really well for me. It was called Dreams of a Dishwasher. And if I can be that torch bearer to say, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not necessarily special, but I was willing to put in the work, to push that wagon, to work hard, to not accept no, and to just be stubborn and pushing forward, moving forward. I can't believe we got through the whole show. We didn't really talk about the food that much. <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I know. We talk about everything but the food. Let's talk about the food for a minute. And, we'll get and, you out of here on that, man. And, you know, the farm and table thing, again, you know, mm-hmm. it's come back full circle, right? So to incorporate things on the menu and to try to reach out to some of the urban farms as much as possible, but bringing in some things, you know, from where we can, not as much as I want to, but that's one of the goals I want to do. And you have to balance, again, to stay in business, the cost of fresh and organic right and but we're, we're trying to incorporate more of that local fresh and organic sourcing uh, so one of the things that some people kind of like what are you doing serving kale beet salad but it ends up being like one of our biggest hits and giving folk an option of something healthy and fresh you know doing the smoked garlic vinaigrette that we do and you know marinating the beets and the kale separately and one cool thing I'm real proud of because you know you never know if it's going to be a home run or a strikeout right mm-hmm. that's part of the reality of the world of an entrepreneur but when people really ask about something and ask for it again and demand it you know like man I hit one mm-hmm. so one is taking familiar ingredients that people are attached to southern and soul and things I grew up eating greens and black eyed peas but we did a deal when we had a veggie centric food trailer on 12th street and it was a real community experience for me and it was like one of the highlights of trying to bring different parts of the community together using the alternative learning center and contracted them to do benches for this you know little garden area we had the sustainable food center create our raised beds you know with the classes we get the hands-on training and we open up this veggie centric trailer so we're able to take familiar southern things and show people hey you can grow some of your own food but also one of the things that came out of that was me developing a black eyed pea collard green wrap vegan deal where raw collard greens and making a vegetarian version of black eyed peas and rolling it into a wrap so it's familiar southern healthier things so to incorporate familiar things but treat it differently and in this case, healthier versions of familiar things is an ongoing thing for me that I want to do. And it still connects us to the old Hoover and bridging to kind of other things we want. Again, for me, it's not replacing, it's widening my embrace to things like food, thoughts, and concepts. The man, the myth, the menu. <laughs> Hoover Alexander, my new best friend. Thanks for being my guest here this morning on One Man Brand Radio. Ray, my pleasure. Thanks for being here. Look forward to seeing you soon. Mm-hmm.